Welcome back, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker. Thank you once again for tuning in. And I am excited about our guest today. Again, for those of you who have been asking questions about whether or not you should pursue higher education in the field of social work, get your PhD, I am sitting with Celia, Dr. Celia Williamson. And she is going to um, just share with you the process and um, try to help enlighten enlighten you on pursuing higher education. So without further ado, Celia, thank you for joining me on this episode. And I am excited because I know a lot of people have that question, like whether or not they should, how much it costs, you know, and I know that you have a podcast that's also you'll be able to share with the audience, you know, as we're going forward. So without further ado, welcome, Celia. Yes, I'm so happy to be here and I'm glad to be back. I think I was on a really early episode, but I'm here to talk about considering advancing your degree and... um as a way to get to six figures. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I make six figures and I think the PhD has greatly helped me get to six figures pretty early. Um, I mean, I think it took me a few years, but I finally got here. Mm-hmm. And I think the PhD seems like a really scary uh, proposition for some people, but once you understand the process, then it's not really that difficult. If you have gotten the bachelor's degree mm-hmm. and you know how to do that and you've gotten the master's degree and you knew how to do that, mm-hmm. this is just more of the same, although on steroids, you know, it, <laughs> it must have been, um, it's a little bit taxing, but it's not impossible. You walk around every day and you see people with PhDs and you wonder how they can have a PhD because right. it doesn't take a genius to get a PhD, it does take a few skills mm-hmm. um, that I want to talk about, but genius isn't one of them. So let me ask you, would you, um, could a woman, a single parent, you know, with um, two children or more um, get a PhD? Absolutely. I, I mean, that's exactly what I did. I was a single parent with a daughter mm-hmm. and uh, pursued my PhD. So, you know, I it's, it's totally doable. You mm-hmm. can't let anything really hold you back from this dream but you do have to be passionate you do have Mm -hmm. to chase after it um you can't kind of haphazard or half step it you have to really totally commit if you want to get it because it is taxing but um you know if you have those skills that are those mega skills and i'm not Mm -hmm. talking about reading, writing, and arithmetic. I mean, if you got your master's degree, you pretty much, you've got those down pretty well. What it takes to get the PhD is Mm -hmm. really, you have to be dependable. You have to be, you know, dogged about it. You have to be really committed to it. You have to get up every day. You have to go to those classes. You have to chase after it. And those are really the mega skills. You you know, you can't give up. 
-hmm. You have to have good problem-solving skills. Mm -hmm. It's those skills that really take you through the PhD. Okay. So basically, if someone is just like, if they're determined and this is a goal yes. that they have and they're passionate about it, that's a person that you would say, absolutely, go get it. Absolutely. Determination, passion, those are the skills you need. You already mm -hmm. know how to write. You already know how to read. You already know how to write papers and do homework. It's the passion. It's the determination. And the other thing I think you really, really need, um, the number one thing that I've seen people quit behind is letting their ego get in the mm. way. Okay. And in a PhD program, it is really not regulated or accredited by anybody. So your teachers, your dissertation committee really has all the say over if it if what you've done is is done well or if you need to do it over or if you need to go do extra stuff there's no one to complain right. to right okay and so okay when you say well this just isn't fair mm -hmm. then they say uh we don't care so, <laughs> okay. so so if you could set your ego aside and trust in these people mm -hmm. that are trying to take you to the to the next level yes but some of y'all say you want to go to the next level, but you want to go on your terms. Right. But this is not on your terms. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. If you can set that ego aside mm -hmm. and they tell you to go do this thing, and even if you think this looking up these 10 extra articles is silly, you go look up those 10 extra articles. Right. If you stand there and argue with them, then they go say, well, then quit. Right. We got somebody right behind you that right. wants the PhD more than you do. Right. So I think that's the thing that makes people quit. They want to argue mm -hmm. their point. Well, you're not a PhD, so you kind of have to be, uh, you have to submit to what the PhDs right. know and are trying to tell you. Absolutely. Um, so give us a picture of what it looks like. I know I heard a lot about like cohorts and different mm -hmm. things like that. Can you kind of give us a picture of that so they'll yeah. know what to expect? Because it's not like a master's, right? Right. Want to get your master's. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's pretty much if you wanted your bachelor's, I think people said, well, come on in. We love you. You know, and they <laughs> they gave you a couple tests and they said, particularly in social work, you know, they said, do you have these values as a social worker? And you said, yes, I do. And they said, well, here's your bachelor's degree. <laughs> and then you came back for the master's and you said, hey, I have these values. And they said, but look, do you know APA? Can you look up some stuff? Can you reference some people? Can you justify your opinion with some facts and statistics? And you say, yes, I can. And they say, here's your master's degree. Right. Now, when you go get the PhD, it's a whole different ballgame in terms of, you know, you get into school and you 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 started out, if you remember, you read everything you were supposed to read because you were like, oh, my God, this is college. And I don't know. I better be prepared. And then some months went by and you were like, OK, so I know which part I don't need to read and I can still get some A's and B's. And then you went to the master's and you were like, oh, this is master. Oh, man, I better be prepared. I'll read everything. And then over a couple months, you figured out, OK, I know how much to read and what not to read. And I still get the A. Now, the PhD, if you go in and approach it like that, that professor is going to go up one side of you and down the other because at the PhD level, when they say read this, they mean read all of this. Right. 
(laughs) (laughs) And they will be asking you questions and you will be writing papers and they will know if you did not read everybody and everything that you were supposed to read and everything you were supposed to do. But if you do that, Mm -hmm. then you will be successful. Right. Right. If you try to cut corners, if you try to argue, you will not be successful. You will lose. Right. So with that, right, and I know just what you, your example as it relates to 10 articles, right? Mm-hmm. So for the single mom, mm-hmm. you know, having this this mm-hmm. paperwork, you know, and these, these um, I guess, writing assignments, mm-hmm. reading assignments, mm-hmm. can they do that and also have a job? Yeah, I think when you, first of all, when you come into the PhD program, you should be offered a financial package. Okay. So you're not going to go in massive debt unless you want to go in massive debt. Okay. So um, I'm offering a PhD course we'll talk about in a little bit, but I'll show you that you you should be having these financial packages and you should accept one of them or two of them if it's a scholarship or assistantship. So you won't go in massive debt. The other thing is when you come into the PhD program, that is your job. So most people come in full time, although if you get a PhD part time, then you probably will have to take out a loan. But the full time person, they this is your job. Okay. So they want to give you a stipend. They want to pay all your tuition. They want to make sure you have the time to be successful. They want to do that. Okay. And so you'll treat it like a single parent who goes off to work eight hours a day. Okay. You will do the same thing, except you'll go to classes and the rest of the time you'll study and you will read and study. Right. And so you'll take classes just like you did in the master's. And when you're finished with those classes, then they'll ask you to do a dissertation proposal. Mm -hmm. And that's really the research you want to do, the the research question you want to answer. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to worry about not knowing research today because that is all the classes will teach you how to do it. Right. So then you'll do the dissertation proposal. They'll eventually accept the proposal. You'll do the the research project. You'll write the dissertation, which is the findings and the methodology and the introduction and everything to the research. And then you have a PhD. So a lot of it's most of it's familiar. You'll take classes. You Mm -hmm. know how to do that. Mm -hmm. But then the rest of it is independent. You work independently and you work with your small committee. Okay. And they keep reading your stuff and telling you how to make it better, better, better. Okay. And then when it's best, then they award you the PhD. Okay. All right. Even as I'm listening to you, I'm sitting up here like, wait, do I want to get my PhD? Because it it sounds like a lot of work, right? But it sounds exciting. Well, and what I say to people is, you know, what are you doing? It, It might take you four years. It might take you five years, but what are you doing in the next four or five years? Are you working very hard? Yes, you are. So why not work very hard toward something that you know is going to bring you more money in the end? Yeah. Um, You know, that's just working smarter instead of harder. And, you know, it's not easy, Mm -hmm. but You know, I went to a high school where I barely graduated. Mm -hmm. I got a 2.9 grade point average in my bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. I finally woke up and got some A's and B's (laughs) in the master's because that's what you have to do or they put you out. But, you know, I didn't, I I wasn't a genius and still I'm not. But I have some pretty good mega skills about follow through 
and determination. And, okay. and that's really what I think it takes. Absolutely. Now, you said you had a program, some type of... Um... Yes. So, <clears throat> because I've done it and I think that it's a big barrier for people, they they tell themselves they can't do it. They tell themselves they aren't smart enough to do it. And I really would like to help people, particularly you know, women, um, people of color, people that maybe just lived in poverty and became social workers to help other people, but they stopped themselves from advancing their career. And so I have a a PhD preparation course and it's an eight week course and it helps people prepare the application for the PhD program because that's the biggest hurdle is really getting in, getting Mm -hmm. selected. Okay. And so there's some tricks to the trade in how to do that, how to make your application look amazing, how to get good uh, recommenders, and and how to feel comfortable and sort of squash those fears that you have. And so not only do we have the course, but in the course we'll be bringing PhD students and people who had recently graduated to talk to you about the reality of, you know, how they got in and, you know, what's happening in their lives. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So hopefully, um, how can they reach out to you if they were interested in that? They can email me at Celia at CeliaWilliamson.com. So it's C-E-L-I-A at Celia and then Williamson, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N.com. And I'll let you know when the course starts how much it costs, uh, what we do each week. And I'm going to have a live webinar that actually walks through the steps in more detail for people who are on the fence and they're still trying to decide whether if they want to pursue the PhD or not. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, my advice is you've been saying these very wise things as a master level person and maybe nobody's listening. You get the PhD and you say the very same why, right, the very right. same wisdom, right. and people go, "Oh my God, that's genius!" But not only that, you know, there's a pretty nice paycheck that comes every two weeks if you decide, you know, you want to be in academia. That's usually what the PhD is for, uh, to become a faculty member, to teach, do research. But some people get the PhD or the DSW, and they work in the practice field as well. Okay. Okay. All right. What's the, is there a difference between the DSW? Yeah, the DSW is more of a doctorate of practice. It okay. teaches people to uh, be better practitioners. Okay. The PhD is more about research and teaching. Okay. So most people get a PhD. But um, and some people get a PhD and they use it in the practice world. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. So, um, what would you say to someone who, um, after listening to this, is like, "Oh my goodness, I don't know if I can read all those articles. I don't know if I can, you know, write the papers or whatever." What would you say to that person? I would say, don't limit yourself because if you tell yourself no, mm-hmm. then one hundred percent the answer is no. Absolutely. And don't get down the road and say, wow, I wish I would have. Right. Better to say, I got in and tried it and I have a PhD or I got in and tried it and knew it wasn't for me. Mm. But, you know, you don't want to get down the road and say, I I think I could have done it. I wish I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the PhD isn't for everybody, but for those people that are, mm-hmm. you know, let me help you walk across the bridge to get to that part after the course go into, you know, the support group and support each other 
right. through the process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you are a professor at the university? At a university. Yes. Not only that, but uh, everybody will appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> I am a distinguished professor, which has some meaning. Um, but what people don't understand is when somebody comes into a university, they're typically an instructor. Then they get a PhD and they become an assistant professor. Then they get promoted to associate professor and then to full professor. And then if they're lucky and there's only a few, they get to be distinguished professor. And um, that is something they call you when you've reached a level of, you know, I don't know. I find it comical because like last year, I guess I wasn't very distinguished, but this year I'm very distinguished. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means, right? but you know, it comes with $5,000 more a year. So it's like, okay, call me distinguished all day long. I'll take it. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But is that, that's not the only thing you're doing, is it? Oh, no, I do. So I run a uh, the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute. So I'm an executive director. I've been chair of the School of Social Justice in the past. I've been program director of social work. Um, and with the PhD, the beautiful thing is that you can do outside consulting. So they'll pay you a salary to do teaching and research and be engaged in the community in the area you're passionate about. Right, right. So they don't dictate it. You right. get to choose. But also, you can write books and sell those. You can do presentations for money. You can take on consulting work. Um, and all of that's just extra pay outside the university. So right. the sky is the limit. Some people love to teach, do their research, engage the community, and go home. Because they have family. They want a quality of life. You know, they don't need a bunch of money. They want a quality of life. And and academia is a very nice, cushy life. And then there's other academics that, you know, they're in beast mode and they want to make as much money as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. That would be me. And, <laughs> okay. and yes. they work, you know, eight, ten hours a day. But it's it's things that I'm passionate about and that I love right. and right. that I get paid to do. Right. See, that's what I like, too. You know, especially um, even when I think about why I created this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. and when people hear six-figure social worker, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, oh, it's about money or whatever. But the reality is you're making an impact, not mm-hmm. just for, you know, future social workers, but you're making an impact for individuals who um, are have been counted out. Oh, yeah. You know, when we're talking about human trafficking, you're making an impact outside mm-hmm. of the university. And, and did that before, did that mm-hmm. before, because want the passion and the wanting to make the impact has to come first. Absolutely. And with, with social workers, it does. Absolutely. But secondly, we got to have a self-esteem about us mm-hmm. as a profession, as an individual. We got to stop saying we don't want money. Um, just pay me any little thing and I'll do all this work that I paid for my master's degree. We also have to stop that. We need to make a difference and we need to make some money. And we need to not be ashamed about wanting to live the American dream, about paying for our kids to go to the schools we want them to go to, about buying nice homes and driving cars that are nice. We we need to not be ashamed of that. Right, right. I thank you for saying that too, you know, um, because that's where I'm like on a mission, Mm -hmm. literally to help social workers understand their true value, you know, because again, it starts with us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can get caught up in, you know, these agencies and we can be more in prison 
you right. know. And right. so even as I'm listening to you, you talk with this sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you have this. So the PhD have given you this freedom. Yeah. You know, and now here it is. You want to give back. You know, mm-hmm. again, which shows your passion and your heart, you know, yes. towards other, indiv- you know, towards people, which is the mm-hmm. social work heart and value. That's what I'm saying. I think the research I do, I'm very passionate about because it doesn't collect dust on a shelf. It's put it right into the hands of practitioners and politicians so that they can create change and they can help victims of trafficking. And if if I had to choose the money or the mission, I take the mission every time, but you know, I know how to work smarter instead of harder. So why not serve the mission as best as I can and make as much money as I can. And I refuse to be ashamed of wanting what my clients want, which is to have a quality of life and to live as best as all of us can live. What's wrong with that? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I thank you. Thank you again for um, sharing on this episode with me. Thank you for the wisdom that you share. Um, And I just want to encourage our listeners to reach out to Dr. Williamson. And even if you're on the fence, just reach out. Again, the email is Celia at CeliaWilliamson.com. Yes, if you're on the fence, join the live webinar. You know, email me. I'll let you know when that is. Listen a little more. We're just opening the door a little bit. But come to the live webinar. Listen some more. Talk to your family. And if this is something you want to do, then jump in with both feet because I'm going to show you how. Then afterward, everybody in the class can go into a support group and support each other through it. Absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. You are tuned in to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, L.A., and I have interviewed Dr. Celia Williamson. And I thank you and stay tuned for the next episode.